Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing A Ghost Story and Atomic Blonde. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing? I am pretty exhausted, but really good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm definitely ready to get this episode moving because um, I'm pretty excited to talk about these movies. I mean, we were both really excited going into these movies, and I think one of them lived up to it. The other one, eh, it was okay. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> well, we'll give our more detailed <laughs> thoughts as we continue on. Um but yeah, it's it's been. I, I'm watching a show on Netflix, season two that just came out. So I'm like, I'm really loving that. It's just I'm watching some good stuff right now. That's good, man. What, have you been watching anything interesting lately? Or no, no I've been, time. I'm in all over the place. Yeah, no time. <laughs> I understand that. All right, well, let's continue and move on. We are going to start with a ghost story because that's the one that uh, probably most people haven't either haven't heard of or have never at least never seen a trailer for because I, honestly i only saw the trailer for this movie once and i saw it in theaters and when i saw it i was like okay i'm into this movie um, uh, this is the one i was definitely most excited to see out of the two. Oh, really mm-hmm. see i was probably more excited for atomic blonde <laughs> because those trailers were amazing but anyway let's talk about a ghost story first and Man, this movie is really, really weird, but the, and it's one that you have to think on. It's not something that you're going to come out of this and go, I got everything that I needed to out of that movie. Like, I know exactly what I just watched. It's not an easy, like, okay, here, they're going to spoon feed you. This is everything the movie means. No, it's not that you have to process this movie. And I have to say... After a day or so of processing this movie, I think it's great. Yeah, um, definitely the most unique movie of 2017 that I've seen so far. Yeah. It's a really unique story, and I really like it because it really puts you... For those of you guys who don't know, it's about, it's about a ghost. And <clears throat> the way they portray a ghost in this film is kind of weird. It's but the stereotypical it's, it's, <clears throat> kind of sheet over the ghost type thing they basically they wanted to take the most simple image of a ghost that you can come up with and make a story around it yeah and it's really fascinating um because they actually put you in the ghost's shoes mm-hmm. and that's why i say it's a really unique story because we've we've seen scary movies where the ghost want to kill somebody or want revenge and da, 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 da. but it actually puts us through the ghost's shoes and it's so interesting and it's so fascinating to see so I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Casey Affleck plays the ghost. Um, uh, I'm looking at their character names. They really, they were the character names really weren't mentioned. No, so IMDb, yeah, IMDb said that Casey Affleck played C and really Rooney Mara played M. Both these actors, by the way, starting with positives, have amazing chemistry together on screen. For the few scenes that we've seen them in, I mean, they have really great chemistry. You feel like they've been together for a long time, that they've known each other for such a long time. That of course, they love and they care for one another. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have the 
you know, they have the, the chemistry and they make you care for their relationship mm-hmm. just by the on-screen, uh, you know, chemistry that they have yeah. together. Um, I think what I ended up, before we get to kind of the themes and how it portrays its themes and how it kind of expresses them, which is a little complicated, but we'll get there. I want to start with what I was actually thinking while I was watching this movie, because or what I actually noticed while I was watching this movie. And the thing I notice is, it is not cinematic at all. It, and it tries not to be cinematic. Very hard, like, not to be kind of this melodramatic over-the-top kind of acting type thing. It doesn't want to be that at all. Um, And I really ended up appreciating that about the movie. And it starts, honestly, with... I don't know if you noticed it, but this is shot in a very, very strange aspect ratio. It's literally, like... A very small box. I believe it's like one, three, one, something like that. Yeah, and it's it's in some specific scenes as well. Most of them actually are like that, and it does kind of tighten it a little bit at times. But a lot of it, the entire, basically the entire movie is shot like that, and it's just so strange. But also, it kind of it feels almost like a home video. The way the way it's shot and the way it kind of looks like a square and everything's so tight and enclosed, and you're just like. You feel stuck in this house with with the ghost, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fascinating. And then also, like I said, it feels like a home video. It does not feel like it feels like we're watching real life. And in one area that I will compare it to another Casey Affleck movie, actually, which it's not because of Casey Affleck, actually, but it's the way it's done in the sense is I'll compare it to Manchester by the Sea in the sense it feels so real because. They, the movie doesn't cut when when general movie principles say you should cut, right? So you have a very long shots. You have very long shots in this movie, way too long of shots in most in a lot of people's eyes. I'm sure there will be tons of people who go, "Why the frick did we?" And yes, it's true. Rooney Mara does eat a pie for about five minutes straight on screen, uninterrupted. So <laughs> that is true, and that actually. There's a couple things I'll say to that, but let me finish my point before. It feels so real because it kind of lingers, you know? It doesn't... We have a conversation, and then normally in a movie, you have a conversation, the conversation meets its climax, and then we cut, right? We move on to the next scene, or we switch angles or whatever. In this movie, we have a conversation between the two of them. The one that I'm thinking of specifically is where they're in bed kind of talking about something, and we have this conversation, a big kind of decision happens, and then we linger on the two of them for way too, like, way longer than you would expect. And we kind of just sit there and we're just like, this doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like we're just watching two people. <laughs> like, because the, the conversation happened. We shouldn't be still at the scene, but we stay there just to give us more of a sense of their relationship. Um, and then also... Anybody, and I know there's going to be people who complain about the Rooney Mara scene, and, you know, that's fine. But if you appreciate kind of the technical aspect of filmmaking and then also just watching good acting, I mean, yes, she's eating a pie, but I swear she goes through, she goes through, like, the majority of the steps of grief in her just eating the pie. Like, she's just eating the pie, and it's kind of like she's grief-eating, and then it slowly turns into her angry, and then she's sad, and it's like, you can see all, Rooney Mara is amazing in this movie, <laughs> and even in a simple scene like her eating a freaking pie, she is amazing. 
But yeah, I know I've talked a lot. So what do you got, Ozzy? What else? Um, there are definitely long shots in this movie, and there are very unique long shots of, for instance, like you'll see, and we'll get this because I think the process, the the I think one of the unique aspects of this film is how they as how they interpret time. Yes. And one of the shots that you see in the film is Rooney Mara leaving the door. Constantly. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that was yes. such a great shot. Great I actually saw editing. you I actually saw you smiling at when that when that started happening. It's freaking great editing. Dude. Yeah, like when you see Rooney Mara leave, we're like, okay. And then you see like the camera kind of backing out slowly. And yeah. then you see her leave again. And then again. And it was really great acting. And then you would see her like enter the door. I think that was the last yeah. uh, part of that shot. Really great editing in the scene. So to everything technical, I have to say, is is really well. This one of the soundtracks, which is actually in the trailer that they actually play. Yeah, that's actually a really good soundtrack. I bought that soundtrack that actually. Song, yeah. Um, uh, the soundtrack is amazing. The cinematography is really great. Oh, yeah. Really, really unique. Again, this is this is what I think this is. If I had to put my vote down, this would be the most unique movie of 2017. It's kind of in the vein. It just not in the same. It's not unique in the same way as Swiss Army Man, but it's as unique as Swiss Army Man. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, because, you know, we've never gotten a perspective of a, of a ghost before, and it really just makes you... It really it really puts a human side to the ghost. I mean, of course, there would be semi-human, because, you know, yeah. um, they came... You know, it's basically a lingering soul, but it yeah. really... It really makes Casey Affleck's ghost so human because you yeah. see him going through all these emotions. You know, you see well, you know, well, a sheets over his body. Yeah, I mean, you don't see Casey Affleck's face for ninety percent of the. You movie. don't see. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like when she's grieving, you know, you, you can tell that he's sad. You know, and he yeah. and he touches her and he's like, "I'm so basically, you know, saying I'm sorry or whatever." Um, and then you know when she's trying to move on. Mm-hmm. He gets angry, and then when there's yeah. people inside his house that you know aren't, you know that aren't, you know that isn't her, you know he's he's angry, you know he's pissed, and, and then you see him calm down, and it's just yeah. and it's so great, honestly. Yeah. What I loved about it is we do this is not a scary movie at all. Let's make that clear; it's not a horror movie, but it kind of it almost like gives perspective and to like a haunting like a traditional haunting right where people will say there's a ghost in my house or whatever you know and you and then things will go flying everywhere and you think oh my gosh the ghost is angry or the go honestly casey i'm like was just frustrated it was frustration and it's like i understand the ghost it's really it's really weird um but yeah i definitely appreciated that as well and i actually um i really did like kind of Ultimate, I do want to get to the theme now, um, unless you have anything else you want to say. No, that's it for me. Um, because this movie, there's a lot of things that happen in the movie where you're kind of just like, well, why is he doing this? Like, where you're just trying to figure out, like, what is going, like, why is he staying where he's staying or going where he's going? What does he do? Because Casey Affleck does not speak for the majority of this movie either. Um, so you're not really getting what he wants and, like, you're not getting any sense of, like, what he's thinking other than his physical acting, which he was great at. For what he had to do, he was great. Um, but we get a scene that, it, again, because they do kind of mess with time in this movie where you see different things in different orders and you're... And it's just... It, it's hard to explain, but once you watch it, it'll kind of be put together. Um, but we get a scene that explains exactly why he was there. And I was like thinking like, Oh my gosh, this all makes sense. It's about 
time and it's about our attachment to places, even though we really shouldn't have attachment to places, we have attachments to people and to memories, but it really has nothing to do with the place in and of itself. So it, it's just, it says, it has a lot to say, and I think, like I said, it does not spoon feed you. You don't, you're not going to go in and go, okay, they're not, the movie doesn't go here, this is what we're trying to say. But it's also done in a way where, with just a little bit of thought, you can put together what this movie is about. And I really appreciated how well that was done. Yeah, I mean, it had an amazing theme, had an amazing... Uh, I think everything about this movie was really good. Um, and I'm really glad I saw it. I mean, I've yeah. been waiting for this movie for a long time now. Yeah. And it's really, really great. It has a really great theme to it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoon feed it, the theme to you guys either. Yeah. I, I really think everybody should see this movie. Um, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not you, perfect, which yeah. we'll get to, yeah. but it, I do think it's a great movie. Yeah. All right. What are your negatives? Um, negatives wise, like I said, one of my, I think my first positive or one of my first positives at least was the fact that this is not cinematic at all. This does not feel like we are acting in a movie, right? There's one scene that I thought was cinematic, and it really kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Just And I, I appreciated what the scene ended up doing, but at the same time, I just don't necessarily like the way it was done. And it's a scene where there is... A, because, all right, well, first, I guess we kind of have to explain some of the plot of the movie, but basically, the ghost is stuck in this house, or not stuck, but he's in this house, and he's kind of watching all these different people come through and move in, and then move out, move in, move out. One of the groups of people that move in is this guy, and he's having a party, and he starts going off on this huge rant, and it really... It's not bad. The dude's not a bad actor. It wasn't... I'm not saying it was a horrible scene, but I just think it sticks out like a sore thumb because he is definitely kind of acting and he is like being big and all this different stuff and it feels more like okay this feels like more like a movie that i'm used to and it just it stands out from the rest of the scenes and not in necessarily a good way you know what i'm saying okay um that that's one of my negatives is that scene in particular and then also i don't think they're very clear on the way they play with time that's my other big negative is it's just yes they do mess with time and we see um people move in and move out really quickly and we see like we have these flashbacks and then there's also some elements of time it's just it's really they play with it a lot and i don't think it always works there's a lot of times where i'm like wait but how long has passed and we don't really get any explanation as to how long has passed um so yeah, that those are my negatives. I agree with you on the time aspect for sure. I mean, we really don't get a time of when everything really takes place. Mm-hmm. It's just for us left to assume as the audience. Yeah. Um, as for the only other thing I will mention is the long shots. Yes. Again, I think it's great, you know, but there are some times where I'm like, okay, a little too long, and yeah. I feel like audiences nowadays, for those of them who do really just want to go see a good movie aren't really going to appreciate the long shots. They're going to go ahead and say, oh, the movie's boring or something. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people couldn't probably misread the movie for its... For oh, definitely. Its- yeah. Um, this is the... I would definitely define this as an artsy movie. It's definitely that. And I think sometimes, you're right, the director bites <clears> off <throat> a little bit more than he could chew artistically. Yes. Um, so I, I would definitely agree with you there. And this is not a movie for everyone. I want to make that 
we definitely there's every once in a while where we have to say something i don't think this is, say this i don't think this is a movie for everybody yeah i mean i, I would say like for those of you guys who are in film who, who want to pursue film definitely watch this movie it's a great it's a great movie it's a great mm-hmm. learning movie honestly i would say but for those of you guys who just want to see like a regular movie da, 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 i mean i really would have recommend this movie to you because you know i think you gotta get bored for those of you people who are just really interested in watching Big budget films. This isn't the movie for you. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's rate this movie and move on to Atomic Blonde. What do you got? 9.1. Okay. You're definitely higher than me. Um, I think you'll be surprised how much higher than me, but I'm at an 8.0. Wow. I think it's a great movie. I I, I just... I, I think they could have... It could have been a little bit cleaner when it comes to the narrative and how we were given... The time issue really bothered me. I was really confused through a lot of the movie as to, like, when things are happening. Now, I don't think it ruins the movie. Like I said, it gave it a freaking eight. I think it's a great movie. But that's what holds it back for me is the fact that I was like, okay, but how long has it been from this to this? And when is this taking... Okay, yeah, it was just things like that. Um, all right, well, let's move on to Atomic Blonde. Ozzy, why don't you start us off? All right, Atomic Blonde stars Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron? Oh. How do you say it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> stars uh, Charlize, Charlie, Charlize. It's not Charlize. Charlize. It's Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, sorry. And James McAvoy and John Goodman, directed by David Lynch. And... Uh, you know, this is this is the okay movie I think Carl's yes. talking about. Um, it's it's kind of weird. I'll say mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like the spray paint stuff they were going for. Okay, it's yeah, really weird, I'll but, definitely um, be talking about that in my negatives. Um, yeah, but let's start off with positives. Yes, acting wise, I think everybody is really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Char, uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Charlize Theron. I think she does. I think she does a pretty good job with what she has. Um, you know, she has great chemistry with James McAvoy, clearly great chemistry with Sofia Boitella, you know, great chemistry all around. Um, yes. I'm trying to decide when should we give our little disclaimer about the trailers and misleading things. Um, You can do that now. Okay, before we actually, before I actually get into positives, I do want to say... This movie, the trailers basically lie to you. This movie is definitely more spy movie than action movie. That is, that's a fact. It, all of the action that you see in the trailer is basically, like, that's the action in the movie. (laughs) Yes, they're a little extended. The scenes are definitely extended. And there is one scene that I was just blown away by. Uh, and the action is great. Don't get me wrong. The action overall is great, but it is not a action movie like the trailers would lead you on. This is not a John Wick mo- type movie. This is more Salt with a little bit of John Wick splashed in. I haven't seen Salt, but okay. it's it's more of a spy movie, right? Would you agree with me there? Yeah, it, it's a spy movie with a little bit more action than usual spy movies. Yeah, definitely. It, that that's definitely what I want. <laughs> that's what I want to say first and foremost. That's definitely something that I was kind of like. I, it took me a little bit to adjust and be like, okay, so we're definitely more spy movie than action movie right now. Um, but let's go positive. You're right. Charlize Theron is amazing. Um, 
she is not at all a problem in this movie. She is so good, just acting-wise and then action-wise. I mean, the action scenes that are there, she is... She kills it. Let me tell you something. This is some of the best shot action I've actually seen in since John Wick since 2. The, well, since, since the first John Wick for me. I think the second one was... I think the second one carries on the action really well. But I really disagree. But... <laughs> Damn, like, the action is done really well in this movie. I have to say, I mean, um, this director has done the Born Ultimatum movies, and, um, you know, he's done a few, he's directed a few movies, but, I mean, this is... mostly a stunt guy, and then he moved into directing recently. Yeah, I mean, this movie's done really well with the action. I mean, I don't think any time there was an action scene, I don't think there was a soundtrack. So it just made it so much more realistic. Mm -hmm. And then the sound in this movie, oh my gosh, it's really well. Like, you felt those punches. She was a badass in this movie. Definitely would love to see her go up against John Wick because... I mean, she was she was a force of nature to deal with, and I remember there's one specific scene where she's basically, you know, she's she's a woman, you know, so she's strong. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you're talking about this guy who's who weighs more than her, who's taller than her, carries a lot more power, and she's mm-hmm. beating the crap out of him yeah. as much as she as much as he's beating the crap out of her. So it's it's such a great scene when you see both actors, like both of these people who are equally capable in a sense because she's faster um you know take each other out i mean i, I love the scenes where, where she was where she's exhausted and then she's getting ready to beat him and then she just falls back down on the floor yeah it just shows us how much raw power uh these you know these people have and it, it's really great she's such a great actress in this movie i love the performance and yeah. i definitely definitely love the action because when the action hit the screen it was really great. Yeah, wish we got more of it. <laughs> but yeah, I I think you're right. The action is amazing, and it's very it's very gritty too. It's not like stylized action. Now, there's definitely stylized elements to this movie, which we'll get to. I think you already mentioned one, but the action in and of itself is not stylized. It is very kind of down and dirty and you're right you see her stumbling and all these different things and it's messy and it really does work um when it's on screen um and then james mcavoy is really good as well wasn't a fan necessarily of how they what they did with his character but for what he was given i thought he was really really good as well and he had decent chemistry with um charlie theron as well sophia batella was great um, the the performances are not the problem in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, hundred percent not the problem. Um, and then obviously we mentioned the action. Um, wh- what other positives you got? Um, I'm trying to figure it out because I was kind of confused throughout what was going on in this yes. movie because <laughs> I was like, wait, did James McAvoy do this? And you're like, I have no idea. I'm just like, okay, so we're both kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to that. There's. It's a lot of things that don't quite add up in this movie. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's two. If, to me, this movie is too is too packed. If you're gonna ask me, because the way that they tell a story is, it's like okay, she she needs to get interviewed about, about the situations mm-hmm. that when really, that really occurred. So you cut back to like how she's telling them, and then you go back to like how the story went. Yeah. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Um. So you had like a lot of stuff basically go on in the film. So it was very kind of confusing, mm-hmm. kind of to follow on, follow along. I think, you know, for some of the stuff that happened, I mean, there was a few laughs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that worked. But other than that, I mean, there was just a lot of stuff that I feel could have been in the movie. But yeah, I 
I feel like I say this a lot because, and maybe it's just because I generally, I try to like look and see, okay, there's the story is here. And I say that a lot, but it's true. I, a lot of the times I don't think the stories are the problem. I think it's how they're told. And I think the story is here. I think there is a good spy story here. And if they want to make this a spy movie, which they ended up doing. But I think it would have been a lot better if it was in the hands of a more experienced director. I think that there's a lot of aspects, and we can move into negatives now unless you have anything else. Yeah. There's a lot of things when this when it comes to how this story is told that I'm just sitting here, I'm just like, I'm not following this at all, and that's a problem. You... The, <laughs> It's not like you're trying to be vague or you're trying to um, kind of make your audience figure. Like, no, we have to be able to follow what everyone is saying and what what everyone is talking about. And I honestly, throughout a lot of this movie, I'm like, wait. So what does she? What's her? What does she think about James McAvoy's character? Does she trust him? Does she not trust him? Did he do this thing? Did he not do this thing? I have no idea. We have never. This has not been clear at all whatsoever. And I was just sitting there lost. I don't think it's told well. And then I think they tried. They. I think they knew that their narrative was freaking screwed up because I think that they. That's the reason they have the interview kind of framing device. Because the interview, basically, she is getting interviewed by the... Her superiors. Yeah, her superior, and then the, what is it, the FBI or the CIA? CIA. The CIA, right? They're interviewing her about what happened, and then she's telling it. And I think, honestly, that is just there to try to help the audience understand what was going on, but it wasn't working. Instead, it just felt like, this is redundant and pointless. Honestly, I could have done without the interview scenes completely. Um, and then... There are twists throughout this movie, especially towards the end, that just feel like we're now we're just doing twists to do twists. Um, the I think they could have left it with the first twist and not even had the one of the action scenes that is in the trailer, by the way, just left it, and I would have been fine. I would have been like, okay, that's interesting. You you took this character in a direction I was not expecting you to go, and then not only do they twist you again, but it's just, it. it's a twist that does not, it's not necessary. And I, I just don't like, ultimately, I like the story that's there. I think that the story goes too long, and I don't think the story is told well. Especially with the framing device that they give us. 100% agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> because I was extremely lost about this movie. There is a lot of dialogue and it doesn't make sense half the time that they're speaking because you don't know what the hell is going on, which is a problem, like Carlos has stated. Uh, there's too, uh, this movie is too convoluted, honestly, for me to comprehend. Uh, again, I, I will agree with you. There is a great story that I tell. Um, you know, this takes place in Germany uh, with the east and the west side of Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking yeah. about the wall and, and what's going on, I think they interpret the stuff going on there pretty well. They depict, they depict the, the both sides pretty well. Yeah. But again, I mean, I mean that's it. I mean, yeah. I, there's not really besides the action and the, the I mean, the action is great, and to me, that really, really holds the movie up. Yeah. It's like Charlize <clears> Theron <throat> is holding the rest of this movie up on her shoulders. Yeah, I mean, she's a badass in this movie, yeah. and clearly she's. 
strong um, enough to hold this movie on their own. Let's talk about some of the stylistic elements. Of this I movie. don't like the editing that they chose sometimes yeah. um, when it comes to like spraying. Like they would spray paint like locations like, and times. It would take me out of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's just, honestly, it's the director and the editor's choices, and it just did not work for me. Very stylized. Um, and y- you know me, I'm not a style, I don't like stylized action, and luckily this wasn't stylized action, but there were definitely some stylistic choices that I did not appreciate. Um, and then, I'm trying to think here, there... Ultimately, I honestly think the director's the problem with this movie. Um, I'm trying to look at his other directorial efforts, and he was an uncredited director on John Wick, so I don't know exactly what that means, how much power he actually had. Um, And then No Good Deed, which I don't know what that is, and Atomic Blonde. So this is at least, or at most, his third movie directing. Um... And he's directing Deadpool 2, so a little nervous, not going to lie. <laughs> a little nervous. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really, especially with some of the stylistic choices, but like I said, Charlize Theron is carrying this movie, and to me, she's what makes it okay, <laughs> because she she's great, and the action is great. And like I said, there is a action scene in this movie that I was just like, all right, that's what I came here for. <laughs> that's what I paid for. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I will say Toby Jones, who plays Eric Gray, plays yes, Superior. Yes, he's good. Yeah, but he, he plays in a lot of uh, what I've noticed because I've seen, I've, I mean, I'm yeah. starting to see he a lot of He plays the same thing every time, but he's good at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's playing, he likes to play a lot of characters that either take place in World War II or along those lines. Mm-hmm. He was an Anthroport, Captain America, First yeah. Avenger. I mean, the only thing I haven't seen him in that, ha- that didn't take place in the World War or in a war, was um, he was actually in Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, he, and he's in uh, a show that I don't know if it got renewed or not, but Wayward Pines. He's really good in that too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there. One last thing, and this is kind of a small thing, but it was just another really strange editing choice and stylistic kind of storytelling type thing. This movie takes place literally at the exact same time as the wall between East and West Berlin going down, right? Like, that's basically when the movie takes place. And they really kept harping back on that. It's like, we start out, the movie starts out with that, and then sarcastically goes, this is not that story. And we're just like, like okay, yeah, we didn't. We knew it wasn't that story, why are we here? <laughs> like, okay? And then... It keeps going back to it, like, there's random times that people are watching the news and they're talking about it, or then we'll cut to there, and then it'll switch to something else, and I'm just like, okay, we get it, it's taking place at this time. Why do we keep harping back to this? What does this have to do with anything that's happening on the screen? Yeah, because the the wall has nothing to do with the actual story. No, it so, literally doesn't. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, it, it does, because yeah, they, they, they have to smuggle someone, they have to smuggle someone out of there, but yeah. that's it. So I don't understand why they keep going back yeah. to the wall. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely had a little bit of style over substance there. So hundred percent from Enrique. But anyway, but let's rate this movie, Carlos. What is your rating? Uh, I'm giving this a six out of ten. And honestly, the oh, only wow. the only reason it's that high <clears throat> is because Charlize Theron is awesome, and when there is action. It is top notch. 
actually actually got a six too. Okay. Yeah, right. I wrote it at a six on my phone. Sweet. Before. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, the it's, action, it's the okay. action, honestly, is what really stands out to me in this movie, which is why I'm mean, yeah. giving it a six. The action in this movie is amazing. Okay. Not enough for me to go. Say I mean, we watch would it. we would still. I mean, technically, if we were Rotten Tomatoes approved, we'd still be giving it fresh scores for technically. So yeah. I mean, barely fresh, but that proves why you can't just look at the percentages. Because if everyone gives it a six out of ten and it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that doesn't mean it's a hundred hundred percent movie. He's right. Just saying. He's right. Know what you're looking at. Anyway, <laughs> um, do you have a recommendation, or you want me to start? Ah, uh, you go ahead and start first, Carlos. All right, my recommendation is something that I'm almost done with. I'm an episode of half away from finishing, and it is Last Chance You season two. Um, I will. Probably, I'm, I'm guessing I'll probably have a football TV episode at some point with Bob again, like we did last year, um, because Hard Knocks is about to start in a week or so, and Last Chance You just came on, and Last Chance You is really, really good. Um, season two, it's just as good as season one. I think season one is maybe, maybe a little better, but but barely. Season two is. It's just so heartbreaking, some of these guys' stories, and then you see, obviously, the drama of the actual season, but honestly, the drama of the actual football takes a backseat to the human drama in this show. It is so good. Miss Wagner is amazing. I just, I, I love this show, and I highly recommend it, even if you don't care or know a thing about football watch this show because it is literally it's honestly it's not about football it's not about football it is about humans and people getting a second chance and people just trying to make something out of their crappy situations and it is absolutely amazing it's um it's one of the best things on that i've watched on netflix it's really really good watch last chance you all right now take your word for it (laughs) Um, my recommendation is Game of Thrones I had someone come to me and they said 1% of the population watches Game of Thrones that pissed me off so I don't know if that's I mean what are you talking about the American population yeah I think so and I was like I mean I don't think that's accurate hmm. because I know a lot of people that watch Game of Thrones that's interesting I don't know I'd I'd have to look I want to look that up too but I was like um well to help bring that bar up because it's I mean, one percent is still a lot of people I mean, it needs to be more uh, that's true but <laughs> um I was, so i mean you know i had somebody tell me that it, that the show is whatever or something like that and i was like um nope you need to watch the show it's really good watch the show it has great i mean people people will say it's just like the first season uh, like they'll try to get into it the first few episodes. I'm like, and I, I try to I, I try to compare it to a book where I'm just like, look, you like reading books, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. The first few chapters, the first book, just to get you invested in the story and the characters, it's just to get you engaged. Mm-hmm. Once you continue on reading the series of a book, it's it's gonna engage you. You're gonna really like it. She's, yeah. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, same thing with the show. You have to yeah. get invested with the characters. It's not just going to be like sort of like bang, bang, fire, explosion, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, like you have to get invested with the characters. You have to see what's going on. Because yeah. I'm telling you, because I wasn't a fan of the first season. I was like, oh, okay, like this seems okay. But then the more the show progressed, you see this character, you know, this movie is character driven. Uh, 
the cinematography in the show is amazing. The soundtracks are amazing. And definitely the mythology is really freaking interesting. So definitely check the show out, guys. I highly recommend the show. And by the way, we will be doing our Game of Thrones recap tomorrow. Yes, and it will be up on YouTube first. And then, and then it the will. Podcast those of you who don't want to watch the video, that's fine because <clears throat> we'll have the audio only version of that YouTube video attached to the Tuesday episode or the Wednesday episode. Excuse me, it releases on Wednesday. We record on Tuesday. I get confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. I've never. Side note: I have never seen people judge a show before watching it more than Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's one of the most frustrating things. I'm like, people will be like. Oh, it's just porn. Have you ever watched the show? No? Then how do you know that? Shout out to our drama teacher, anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, or people will be like, I don't know, it seems like it's just a bunch of fantasy stuff, and I'm going to into fantasy. Have you ever watched the show? No. It, it's just so frustrating. It really is. You can't judge a show without watching it. And then, I completely agree with you on the book comparison, because people will sit down and judge you for how much TV you watch, right? Or how mu- like how long you sit in front of a TV. But then you ask them, how long did it take you to read that book? About 10 hours. How, how many? Or about 10 to 14 hours. And then how many days do you read it in? Uh, like three days, a weekend. You realize how long you were just sitting down reading a book? And that's somehow better than me sitting down and watching a TV show. No, I mean, I, I have nothing. Jeez, no, 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 I have nothing wrong with reading books. I mean, I, I love, don't either. I'm uh, just I mean, saying books are amazing. People, I'm just book saying, readers judge TV watchers more, and it's silly to me. That's I mean, my I point. suppose. I mean, my thing is, my thing is, it, it's similar. You know, you know, it's you, just different you spend, kinds of media. Yeah, you know, you spend time getting invested with these characters through a book. I mean, which yeah. is great. It's amazing. But it's yeah. the same thing that's with why the show. I like your comparison, you know, like you, you have to, you have to. For me, it's like. You know, for instance, Hunger Games. I, it took me a while. I was like, okay, this book's all right. But, you know, you got to get invested. You know, th- these books are meant to get to are meant to get you invested in these characters in the story. Same thing with the show. So I highly recommend that you guys watch Game of Thrones because it's the same freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you want to sign us out, Ozzy? Pisses me off. All right. I agree. Um, <laughs> it really pisses me off when people say, oh, no, it's just... The, the first episode really gets me into I'm like, oh, you you piss me off. Because I'm telling you, if you were at season six watching Battle of the Bastards, you would not be saying that right now. But anyways, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And you can follow Screenfellows all over social media. At Screenfellows, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have YouTube channel, obviously, we talked about earlier. And the website, Brianna already has reviews for Atomic Blonde and the Emoji Movie, which we will get to on Wednesday. Or Tuesday. Wednesday or Tuesday. Whenever the episode releases, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, it's one of those two days. Just like this episode is Friday or Saturday, this time it's Saturday. Sorry. Um, But anyway... (laughs) Alright, and you guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy, and if you guys have any TV recommendations or movie recommendations, or you guys want us to do a top 10 list, feel free to email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. 
This is Screenfellas. 